cold open. Cold open. Hot news. Cold open. There's a couch guy now. Couch guy TikTok has been the greatest TikTok mystery ever to grace the internet. Is this guy on the couch cheating? Oh, 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 that's the question? That is the question. And I want you to watch this video and overanalyze it. <laughs> so we can make a distinct or a definite definition of whether or not this couch guy is cheating on his girlfriend. So this story behind this video, do you know what? Have you heard a couch guy before? I know the phrase couch guy and that's it. Okay. So couch guy refers to a TikTok of a young woman who is going to visit her boyfriend at college, but it was like a surprise visit. Mm -hmm. So she's like the caption is like, I'm coming to visit my boyfriend. He doesn't know I'm coming. And she opens the door and inside of the uh, apartment is a guy sitting on a couch. That's why he's called couch guy with a couple of girls. And he gives a very lackluster response. And so people on TikTok are accusing him of cheating. All right. Well, I will be the judge as to whether or not couch guy is actively and currently committing infidelity. Bring on the footage. Bring on the evidence. Couch guy in three, two. One! So uh, there's the on-screen title, Surprising My Boyfriend at College. There's a girl uh, walking into a dorm room uh, with another male friend and a third person who's videotaping them. So this is like a very big surprise. He's got a full Jansport. Uh, there's a guy sitting on the couch with a couple of girls playing Mario Kart. Pausing it, nine seconds. Couch guy's face, he looks like he has been caught in something. Right, like that that giggle, that nervous giggle and shoving your face in your hands, that's a universal signal for I'm doing something wrong and I just got caught doing it. Yeah, yes, exactly. Couch guy does not look happy to see this girl. It looks like this girl is like stepping on couch guy's action. All right, I'm going to keep watching. And now a couple of seconds in, the couch guy realizes that, like, oh, I'd better modulate my reaction and be happy to see this girl. So then he puts on, like, a big smile. She goes in for the kiss, but he gives her a hug. That's not how you greet your girlfriend. And I don't know if you noticed this, but another damning piece of evidence. So you see in the video how the girl has a phone and then he takes the phone and he puts it way far away. Yes. But when he stands up and he's hugging his girlfriend, he has a white phone. He's holding a second phone. Yes. Right. So the only implication there is that he, why would you be holding somebody else's phone? Well, if I was holding somebody else's phone, it would be because I was putting my phone number in that phone. That's exactly right. So maybe he's a Mormon and he's enlisting her to jump hump for them. Right. He's planning on soaking a third and using the second as a jump humper. You know what I was thinking the other day? Tell me. Have you ever seen one of those commercials with the mattress that they like put a glass of wine on the mattress and then have somebody bounce up and down on it like, oh, look, the bed doesn't move from other sides of the bed. Do you think that's four Mormon parents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're, that is exactly who that's for. Yes. <laughs> like they look at it like you're going to keep well, the implication is that, oh, your husband rolls around in the bed all night. No. So stop your kids from doing this disgusting jump humping sex loophole that is exactly right it's like you can jump as much as you want on this bed there will be zero humping when someone is jumping there will be no there will be soaking only because there's no way to stop them from soaking no right? no, no bed could stop that i mean it's, it's it's a bed not jesus christ himself but you can take the fun out of it yes <laughs>
I'm watching this now for the eighth time in a row, looped at 0.25 speed. <laughs> there are three phones in the equation. There's a girl holding a phone in the corner. When Couch Guy's girlfriend walks in, Couch Guy puts down a phone and shoves it away from him at the coffee table as if to be like, I want to get this guilt away from me. Then when Couch Guy hugs Couch Girl, not kisses, hugs, He's holding a third phone in his hands. I assume that that is his cell phone because if I had an incriminating cell phone in my hand and I knew somebody was recording me, I would probably just drop it or something other than like, I wouldn't hug someone and display the phone and feel full view. So I think the white phone is his phone and the other phone that he pushes away is the girl sitting next to him. I think so too. That is exactly what I think. All right. What is the internet saying about couch guy and couch girl? Well, the internet is saying that this is clear evidence that Couch Guy is cheating. Well, yeah. they, the evidence that they have is number one, the lackluster response that he gives when he sees his surprise girlfriend visit, mm-hmm. and number two is that the phone thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think that's kind of a stretch. But either way, Couch Guy does not seem super thrilled to see this girl. If I was at college and you came to visit me at college, I would give you a big kiss in front of everybody because I'd be so happy to see you. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm nervous. Like, clearly this guy's not nervous or shy. He's chilling on a couch with a couple other couch girls. I mean, he looks very nervous, which is part of like the jittery, the giggling, yep. the hand thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he does, he's not like surprised. He's shocked and scared. I'm telling you, if I'm at college and you walk in, I'm doing a full-on Home Alone double-cheek slap. Oh, my God, it's Sriracha. I'm the original Soy Jack. Yeah, exactly. In fact, that I think that's more damning evidence than the phone, honestly. Is the reaction? Yeah. Even though the fact that he, like, pushes the phone to fucking Timbuktu mm-hmm. when he stands up to hug her. I'm going to watch this now for the 11th time in a the row. Music is also bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> This girl's got a full Jansport full of clothes. She's ready to have a nice weekend with Couch Guy. She's bopping her head to the music when she walks in. Couch Guy locks eyes with her caught, clearly trapped, moves the phone as far away from him as possible, pretends to laugh nervously. Oh, there's an electric guitar there too, right at Couch Guy's feet. Couch Guy is serenading this whole party with his Dave Matthews riffs, hugs her, tries to bury her head in the crook of his arm as if to say, don't make eye contact with these other girls. And do not look at that cell phone on the table. Exactly. Loop 14. Couch girl's wearing the little hair ties on her, around her wrist. She's just a girl on the go. Probably spent nine hours in a goddamn mega bus. This motherfucking couch guy could not look any less thrilled to see her. Gives her a hug like she's his mom. I was going to say, this is the reaction that I would give if I was getting high in my college dorm and my mom walked in. Yes, exactly. Like the look of sheer panic and shock. Couch guy, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch, couch guy. I think couch guy said something about it. He's like, I'm being gaslighted. There's not anything incriminating going on in this. You know, accusing someone of gaslighting you is the perfect way to gaslight them. That word doesn't even mean anything anymore. What's no, going on here? It sure doesn't. No one's gaslighting him. They're just accusing him of infidelity. Yeah, they're just saying things. Yeah. Nobody's gaslighting you, motherfucker. They're saying their opinion on your actions. That's not gaslighting. Oh, 
But the thing is, they're not gaslighting you. So when you say that they're gaslighting you, something they're not doing, that's you gaslighting them about them gaslighting you. Being, that's a double gaslight. Being gaslit on gaslighting. Yeah, no, that makes him even more suspicious. Oh, couch guy! Well, I think that's about enough of this couch girl, couch guy. By the way, this was supposed to be a cold open. This was supposed to take a minute. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That we, another one of our classic 20-minute cold opens. Classic. Opening music in three, two, one! Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kogodos. With us, as always, is Sarantia. Hello. When Nathan Masri sneezes, people tweet me about it. Uh, yeah, no, I get so much Nathan Masri stuff. No, Garfield Eats will not be catering the wedding. Please stop asking. <laughs> I get that sent, if not every day, every couple of hours. You know what? Actually, just a quick sidelight, because today will be a very Nathan Masri-heavy episode. I found out in Pittsburgh, they have a wedding tradition called the Pittsburgh Cookie Table. I've never heard of that in my entire life. It is exactly what it sounds like, which is why it's so exciting. There's just a big table, and everybody brings cookies, and it's just a table full of cookies. And a listener of ours was at a wedding in Pittsburgh, sent me some uh, pictures of these cookies, every kind of cookie, Linzer tarts, Black and whites, those little kind of thumbprint cookies that have the Hershey's Kiss right in the middle. Oh, those peanut butter ones, those are good. Yeah, my mom makes those. Cause we got to have a cookie table at our wedding, right? Of course, yeah, we get everybody to bring a different type of cookie. That way we don't need to pay for uh, snacks. Yeah, exactly. And m- most of these cookies look store-bought. That's not the point, it's okay? not the point. I don't care if they're Stella Dora cookies, Endemint cookies. I just want there to be a ton of cookies. Imagine you're a kid, you're at the wedding, you're bored as hell, it sucks, they're playing Celebration by Cool and the Gang, you have to learn something called the electric slide. Get to hide under the cookie table, try every cookie at the cookie table. And under the cookie table, there's a cage, and that's where you put all the children. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then we just toss in, we toss them the crumbs of the cookies we don't want to fit in. Right, like you just take the cookies, it'll be a fun game. You could put a cookie in the cookie slot and then watch them fight. Yeah, exactly. Watch them like just rip each other to shreds for a snickerdoodle. Yeah, well, don't tell Nathan that because then Nathan will remember that one time he was like, I want the Toronto Tower to light up orange because they did it for for Canada Day, so let's do it for Garfield. <laughs> yeah, he said like, they did it for Drake. Why won't they do it for me, a person whose restaurant wasn't even open at the time? <laughs> well, Nathan Mesri is as big of a celebrity as Drake. It's so. not bigger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so again, Nathan Masri sneezes and somebody tells us about it. Most of the time it's like, all right, he's just a crazy guy. That's fine. I mean, you know, we, we don't need to. We have plenty of other things to talk about in the last podcast. Yeah, there's so many nutter butters in the, the world. This time, though, we kind of do have to talk about it because Nathan Masri weighed in on the gay Superman crisis. Oh, Christ. <laughs> no. Now, for listeners who don't know, uh, Superman now has a kid. And the kid is like, I don't know, 15, 16. It's like an older teenager. And uh, the kid is bi or gay or something. Uh, That's not the headline that the media ran with. (laughs) The media's going around saying Superman is gay now. I thankfully, mercifully missed this entire thing. The only thing I saw about it was some tweet from some dummy who was like, 
Superman is not gay. Superman loves Lois Lane and or Lewis Lane. Right, yes. <laughs> they were like, Superman's not gay. Superman loves Lewis Lane. And I assumed it was just somebody tweeted at them like, lol, Superman is trans. They <laughs> got mad about it. I missed this entire thing. Yeah. So that's what that's what's happening. A lot of people are saying, oh, they're only doing this to virtue signal. A lot of people are also saying, like, hey, just let Superman's kid date whoever he wants. They're missing, my opinion, the third way, which is you put cute boys kissing in a book, you're gonna sell more books to girls like Sarantia. Real Fujoshi hours, who up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why it's taken this long to import this. We've taken everything else from Japan. It took us this long to take Yaoi from Japan. If you up on AO3, sorting by explicit, I'm gonna need you to smash that comment button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Girls and also boys who like boys. They just like watching cute boys kiss. It moves the merch. Deal with it. I'm sorry. Deal with it. It's what they want. It's the free will of the free market. The free market has <laughs> decided that Superman's hot twink kids will kiss a, a pink-haired reporter boy. But anyway, so Nathan Masri. I expected Nathan Masri to have a very different opinion than the opinion he had. Uh, if See, if Nathan Masri a homophobe, because see, Nathan Masri seems to me like he would put out a video and say, I love the gays. I Garfield is gay. We love gay people. <laughs> Did he not do that? Well, I'm going to send you uh, a couple of links to the Instagram stories Nathan Masri posted. And wh- why don't you read them? Excellent. Tell, tell me what they say. All right, Asterius, you sent me screenshots of a couple of Nathan Masri Story. Okay, first of all, to be fair, this does look like Superman. Like, if you didn't read the comic book and you just saw a picture, I would not be like, this is Superman's kid. Okay. That's Superman. Okay, A, that's fair. And B, I'm guessing that they're not, because usually when Superman's kid is in a book, they call him Superboy. I'm guessing that, like, Brian Michael Bendis has a thing where he's like, now there's two Supermen. Because remember, at one point, there were five Supermen. So, like, I'm guessing they're both named Superman. So, like, technically, Superman is bi, but it's it's not the Superman. There's multiple Supermen. I mean, Superboy has to grow up at some point and then become Superman. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I read a Bendis. I read part of this run where... Superboy goes to a pocket dimension and comes home five years older because he spends so much time out in space with his granddad. It was not, they were not great comics. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Anyways, the uh, headline says, Superman is bisexual in next comics issue and he's fallen for a male reporter. And Nathan has put that on his story with the caption, what the fuck? And then the next story says, kids can't be kids anymore and enjoy their fave superheroes they are now exposed to new adult normalcy at young age what do you think uh first off i love how he spelled superheroes wrong yes uh he's but for any old-fashioned superman heads out there he spells superheroes like bibbo spells superheroes like superheroes yeah and then the third the third one is the one that really gets me okay so uh, yeah no i i I, this one's the one that's getting me too Uh, it says should we also expose kids to the new adult normalcy in bed teach them how they do it and it looks like there's some kind of garfield porn it's some kind of cropped Garfield porn where it looks like Garfield is licking Odie's ass. And, 
And Arlene, the cat, is watching. Like, this is like a cut queen situation. Am I, am I, is my mind in the gutter? That's what I'm looking at right now, correct? No, no, that's what you're looking at. It is Garfield with his tongue deep in Odie's ass. Odie is loving it, and Arlene is looking on, horrified. And I'm going to tell you, as someone who has seen a lot of Garfield... I've never seen this. It seems like Nathan kind of had this at the ready, huh? No, he had that queued up. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know how deep. Look, I know the name of the executive producer and showrunner of the original Garfield and Friends cartoon. I was on a panel with him. I know so much deep Jim Davis lore. I've never seen this. I've never seen this. And I think, you know what, Asterios, I don't think it's brazen for me to say it would take me at least 24 hours after a controversy to find Garfield porn that I could post on Instagram. Yeah. Sex and school are two different things. This is misunderstood. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, Nathan. Are you surprised that Nathan is homophobic? Am I surprised that Nathan's homophobic? No. Am I surprised that Nathan didn't have the PR sense to at least not post this crap? Yes. You're surprised that Nathan Vasry has no idea what the people want? The guy that won't even give us Garfield-shaped lasagna? No, but like Nathan Vasry does kind of know how to capitalize on things. Not well. Not well at all. Like they light up the Toronto Tower. Nathan's on there tweeting about it. Like, why can't you light it up orange for Garfield? Field. Like anything happens, the landlords, the land monsters, he has posted up a storm about that. Like, you think at least Nathan would know enough about the cultural zeitgeist to be like, I sh- probably shouldn't compare homosexuality to bestiality. You're right. He hops on every single trend. Like, if he was around when there was the whole, like, is the dress blue or gold thing, it would have been him, like, with Garfield, and Garfield would have been in that dress, and he would have been like, blue and gold, why not both come to Garfield Eats, use coupon, great, also on Uber Eats, but also please use Garfield Eats app, is better, but also on Uber Eats. Also Penguin Pickup (laughs) for Scooby-Doo Eats. Blue and gold, no, is orange. Garfield eats. There you Download go. the app. Yeah. It's now yeah. the 100% less swastikas. Yeah. yeah, okay. You know, but this isn't the end of the Garfield sexual images Ooh. portion of today's show. <laughs> because after posting this, like, Garfield porn on his Instagram, he then posts this 11-second video. Oh, amazing. Okay, we got... A Garfield, oh my God, Nathan. So this clip that you've sent me is of a Garfield plush and Nathan comes in real sexually and kisses it and the caption is, society says it's okay now. This is one of those giant Garfield plushes that that former guest of ours wanted. Yeah. That he paid like $800 for. Uh, Nathan Masry is just, this isn't like a little peck on the cheek. It's not like a kiss on the lips. Nathan is intentionally tongue-fucking this goddamn giant six-foot-tall Garfield. And then, after he does it, he looks directly at the camera as if to say, like, you're indicted in this. You're part of this. You're part of our weird little trio. You did this, society. We truly do live in a society. Now, Nathan's fucking stupid, but this seems, like, out there even for Nathan. Like, he usually doesn't veer into sexual shit. I mean, he does veer into sexual shit. Like, he, like, makes dumb little sex jokes, and he, like, he flirts with everybody. This bisexual Superman has, like, really fucking triggered Nathan to the point where he's, like... Making little videos where he's making out with plushes. I don't even get what he's trying to say. Is he trying to say that being gay is the same thing as 
being a bestial bestialiter. <laughs> I don't know what the what the noun is. But is he saying that fucking dudes is the same as fucking animals, or is he trying to say that like there is something inherently explicit and sexual about cartoons doing sex stuff, but they're not doing sex stuff. They're just kissing. I know. I know. That's the thing. It's just that they're just kidding. Just- Every fucking Disney movie has a kiss in yeah, it. I know. It's just, they're just kissing. It's not a, uh- I mean, and they're not kissing nearly as aggressively as Nathan is kissing this Garfield plush. I get the sense that this was the first take. Nathan was just like, yeah, I know what I want, and I'm going to go. I kissed this doll all the fucking time. Yeah, I was going to say that's good that that's where the Garfield plushes are instead of being sent out to people that paid hundreds of dollars for them. They're just in Nathan's apartment as he makes out with them. Yeah, Nathan sent that guy a bag of sand so he could fucking play with Garfield's bags of sand. <laughs> maybe maybe this isn't like sarcastic. Maybe he really is excited that he wants to fuck Garfield and he's like, oh, finally, society says it's okay. That is the most charitable possible <laughs> read on the situation. He's like, finally, I can come out as wanting to fuck a cartoon. <laughs> well, now Nathan is in trouble. Everybody's kind of getting on him and they're being like, Nathan, like literally I was reading some posts from uh, gay followers of his who were like, I thought you were cooler than this. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody should be looking up to Nathan Masary, but like even I, this is a little weird even for him. Yeah, I know. And so Nathan now realizes like, I'm in a PR crisis. And he does the thing for Mad Men where they say like, if you don't like what they're saying about you, change the conversation. So on National Coming Out Day, He sits down in front of his couch, sets up his camera, and finally speaks his truth. Homosexuality for so long has been perceived as a polluting factor and rival to religion for centuries and centuries and centuries. Okay, he's saying, I mean, yeah, the religious people have had a dim view of gays for a while. I have been suppressed my entire life by family, friends, peers, and even society in my own circle. He's been suppressed his whole life. Okay, he's he's been suppressed. He's had to hide who he is. He's had to keep who he is inside down uh, beneath the surface. Uh, okay. Okay. Sure. I can't live in such suppression. Okay. Not until I'm 80 or 100 or even tomorrow. Uh, I can't live be, being torn uh, between the right and the bad, uh, the good uh, and the evil. Um, Tell us who you are. Tell I mean, us who you are. Nate. Yeah, it's okay. It's a lonely life, an unfulfilled life full of sadness and hunting online. It's been my life, um, and I can't bear it any longer. It is tormenting me, and I do, um, I do find it tragic for me to cope yeah. um, uh, on a daily basis. Um, and, um, and with dating, they always end. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It always comes to an end. Mm-hmm. But I always say it's the experience that was sweet and sour. But the problem is I have no more taste buds uh, for either. Uh, also, I have an addictive behavior. Um, I'm okay. vulnerable okay. for uh, Getting confused. Um, to temptation, which can be a slippery slope. He's saying he gets tempted by sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> I mean, I do too, and that is a slippery slope. Okay, Nathan, I'm getting it. You know, it's it's. Uh, look, if you're trying to suppress who you are, then you do overindulge. Like, you know, if all day uh, I, I follow a diet at night, I might binge on ice cream. You know, it's 
I, I get what he's saying that, you know, he's maybe he's going out late at night. He's going on a lot of dates and things like that. And, you know, he's underdoing, he's overdoing, he's looking to live in balance. He's looking to finally be who he is out loud 24-7. Right, but if you spend all day thinking about cigarettes, your entire life becomes about cigarettes. Yes, that's true. Okay, all right, Nathan, I'm with you. But now I'm, I feel I'm strong enough to solve it. Okay. To tame it, to heal my soul. I also abstained from alcohol in March 2021. Okay. Just for that month? or My dear friends, family, and uh, followers... Um, I have decided to be celibate. I've chosen a celibacy life. Wait, what? Uh, sub- what? Celibacy is he, the, He's uh, coming celib- out as celibate? He's coming out as he don't get no pussy. <laughs> he's come... A national... Co- he's been talking for two minutes now. He's, si- he's sitting in front of the camera. He's doing the deep breath thing. He's looking right down the barrel of the lens. He's saying he's been suppressing who he is this whole time. He's he's saying he's been unable to live his truth. And then he comes out as celibate. His truth is the face when no girlfriend. Oh, my God. This is literally that mean. What zero pussy does to a motherfucker <laughs> makes them sit in front of their iPhone and come out and tell the entire world that they don't get no pussy. You know, I was celibate for like. My 19 years, like the first like 19 years of my life, I didn't make a big deal of it. And I definitely didn't use it to try to distract from the fact that I was gay bashing Superman. Oh my God. You imagine if incels got wind of this? They're like, no, this isn't a sexuality. This is, we don't fuck. <laughs> All right. We'll hold it. We'll hold on. Let's see. Lesbian, bisexual, LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Does he mean asexual or... Let's hear him out. Okay, yeah, let's hear him out. <laughs> Voluntarily being unmarried and... Uh, um, uh, Voluntarily. Or even both, usually for religious and spiritual reasons. This is my calling. Um, neither the Bible, the Torah, or the Quran condemns celibacy. I feel good in between. Uh, I'm sure seeing me happy will still bother you. But I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for me. I live with me daily, not you. However, I still love hugging and kissing. That's my new celibacy. Right. I have lots to give. Fascinating. (laughs) I just love people. I set my own celibacy parameters. Celibacy helps... It helps me, um, uh, it helps my mind to be clear. Um, sex just has always given me stress before or after. I can focus more on Garfield Eads and uh, my career and I feel truly now more confident and dignified and secure and, and actually more caring because to choose this type of life To choose celibacy takes a lot of torment to come to this decision. Yes, I'm celibate. Yes, I fuck Garfield. We do exist. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is he? I, you know, I expected him to kind of, I know, you know what? It's my fault for expecting him to at some point make sense during this video. Yeah, no. What the fuck does this have to do with gay Superman? (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Does society punish people who don't fuck? Like, I mean, okay, obviously there's the incels that are like very vocal about the fact that they don't fuck, which I guess Nathan is now because he's 
not having sex and he's very loud about the fact that he's not having sex. What else does make an incel? No. That's a, he's a vol cell. Vol cell, that's it. I'm so sorry, listeners. I forgot there was a word for it. <laughs> yeah, look, you're, look, you're going to get a, you're going to, someone's going to go to a Starbucks after they visit you, if you know what I mean. If you keep talking, if you keep confusing him for incels. I was going to say, imagine how fucking mad this would make Elliot Rush. God damn it. You fucking brought it up, Mysterio. I was brought it up in a very subtle way. I've got a very subtle air about me. <laughs> I am a joke. This man who talks on end about about Garfield and wanting to kiss Garfield has had sex, yet I remain a virgin. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> Curious. Yeah. What the? He's talking about. Is he trying to say, I, you can't call me homophobic because I'm also LGBTQ. The C's for not fucking. <laughs> that is exactly what he's <laughs> oh my doing. God, that is exactly what he's doing. I'm just happier not worrying about sex is that so wrong i mean does everyone and every actor in every cartoon have to have sex oh i'm sorry okay okay this day there we go (laughs) i see where it's going he's saying you can't be uncomfortable with me being uncomfortable because it's not because they're gay it's because i'm Celibate, Nathan. That was such a roundabout way to get there. It took you four minutes, Nathan, but I see your your secret plan here. That was like the ways direction to that point. Like you took two trains and a bus to get there. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's. I don't want to see anyone kissing ever. All kissing grosses me out. I just happened to make three Instagram stories and a video of me tongue-fucking Garfield because two gay kids were kissing, but I don't like any kissing. Oh, yeah, you shoved your fucking uh, sexuality in my throat, which made me go look up Garfield porn. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) and made me browse through it for hours and hours until I found the perfect JPEG to express my (laughs) Volcel rage. What a fucking moron, dude. Oh, my God. At least I... the LGBTQ thing, like him pretending to be LGBT, at least that would kind of be make sense. Like, obviously, he's not, and it wouldn't make sense, but I could see some dumbass idiot being like, Oh, yeah, no, this is the same thing. Now he's trying to be like, No, you are a bigot. I've never seen him try so hard to sell one of his shitty products, and this time it's a shitty opinion. I'm sorry that I may not be as sexually progressive as you're all as you all are in 2021. I'm sorry that I could not be the man my parents wanted me to be, Yeah, perhaps. that's, uh... <laughs> but I know they're still proud. Wait, 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 what were you gonna, hold on, let me pause it. What were you gonna say? It was just like, my. I know my parents sat down when I was born, and they had a whole list of what they dreamed of me being, lawyer, doctor, fucks on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't be the uh, pussy hound that his parents prayed to Allah that he would be. And at least we talk daily, unlike many youth in society. My grandfather, who died, loved to slay puss. <laughs> don't tell me why you don't want to get married. I don't want to hear it. But if you give a handshake, handshake like a man, for me, please, at least. Um, and I know you all may have also issues with confirm, conforming with gender, but I don't. My problem was never sex. It was the act of sex. Okay. What my grandfather said resonated well. Um, and after all, I have a dick between my legs. I'm a strong man. Oh! 
Did he really just say that? This is some deep lore we're getting into with Nathan Mazarin, aren't we? Uh, that he has a dick between his legs. I really want to see where he's going with this don't tell me why you don't want to get married thing because that almost, he almost made sense. No, he moved right on. No, I'm sorry. That train has left the station. Again, listeners, my grandfather always told me, don't tell me why you want to get married. Don't tell me why you don't want to get married. The implication being, I am under so much pressure to get married from my family, and I'm just not finding the right person. But then he just completely abandons that, throws it to the wind, and is like, I have a monster cock. No, he does something between the monster cock and the grandpa. He, The grandpa goes, shake my hand like a man when you see me. How is Nathan shaking his grandpa's hand that is just infuriating his grandpa? Give me the straightest. When you see, I'm your grandpa, Nathan. When you see me, you give me the straightest handshake possible. I want to see, I want you to be shaking my hand while the other one is grabbing a titty, Nathan. I want you to pull your dick out. And if it is hard when you are shaking my hand, you are out of this house. Unless there's a hot lady in the corner, in which case, I want to see that dick as hard as possible, Nathan. I'm Mr. Sub, Nathan, and I I only want to see you get a six-inch sub at Hooters. (laughs) All right, let's have a little more word salad before. (laughs) And I have no problem, again, with sex. It's the act of it. Then you do have a problem with sex, Nathan! With me, well. I'm sorry if I disappointed some, but again, I'm not here for you. Um, I still have so much love to give to people. If you met Not me, sexually, know. though. <laughs> the big question is, will celibacy be as inclusive as LGBTQ? Oh, my Maybe. God. I have to pause it again. <laughs> Nobody cares that you're not fucking Nathan. Nobody cares that you're not fucking Nathan. Dude, you imagine carrying a kid in your stomach and then giving them like millions of dollars probably at this point in business loans and raising them to follow their dreams and then they come to you and they're like, I have to tell you something about my identity and I don't know if you're going to like it or not. You're like, oh, you're gay? Oh, well, we accept you. No, I don't fuck. <laughs> I hope you can find it in your heart to be as progressive as I am not. He also keeps saying, like, I may not be as progressive as you. What is that? What are you saying? I think what he's going for, and this is going to be some real mental gymnastics here, I know. But All right, put me. the powder on your hands, toss that beanbag between them. I think what he's trying to say is he is not sexually progressive. Nathan believes that at this point in the world, the sexual revolution is the worst thing that happened to humanity and its consequences. Mm-hmm. So... Everyone, every piece of media is talking about fucking in some capacity or implying fucking as this Superman comic, I guess, does. Doesn't to me, but I'm not Nathan. So he thinks he is being suppressed because he can't consume media that does not include no fucking. I mean, if you want media that has no fucking out there. There's like 40 years of Garfield comics. Right, like, you found oh. the one panel where Garfield was kissing Odie's ass. Like, there are so many panels where that's not happening. 99.99% of the Garfield panels don't have fucking Garfield eating Odie's cake. They don't. But Asterios, he's losing his culture of not seeing oh, media. 
does you're right. What happened to the days when if you wanted to have get a blowjob, you had to write like a seven page opera about it and present it to a girl? Will celibacy be as inclusive as LGBTQ? Maybe LGBTQC? Or it must involve some form of penetration. I don't know. I'll leave that challenge for you and uh, critically think about it. Oh, I don't want this challenge. Now back to being me. Fuck off. Nathan trying to shove celibacy into the LGBTQC lifestyle challenge. No mods, 14%. My sexuality is fucking, and the fact that Nathan is shoving his celibacy in my face makes me offended. So now Nathan has posed the question, will the LGBTQ community accept celibate people? First off, let me speak for this community I'm not a member of. Yeah, I don't think they have a problem with you not fucking. I think they have a problem with you talking a bunch of shit about bisexual Superman's kid. But, like, I genuinely don't think they care whether or not you're fucking. Clearly, he's raised a lot of questions here. Is celibacy part of the LGBT spectrum? I mean, look, that's not for me to say. Uh, But let's see what some of his commenters have to say. Uh, uh, Commenter... MZ.jpg writes, I'm glad you found something that makes you happy, but celibacy isn't a part of the LGBT community. Anyone can choose celibacy, queer or not. I also don't see how this is related to the (laughs) bisexual Superman thing you appear to have had a huge problem with yesterday. Did he respond? Yes, he responded, follow or fuck off. Simple. No more Mr. Nice Guy, says Nathan Masri. Celibacy due to sexual identity crisis is part of LGBT. And if not, I will rewrite it for you. Superman's story is over. Get with my stories or be dumb somewhere else. Jesus Christ, Nathan. Holy fuck. Yeah, you know, usually when when we're trying to move people past like a controversy, we don't come out and go, controversy over. I have declared the controversy over. Uh, MZ responds, questioning your sexual orientation is part of the LGBT community, and you may be part of it because of that, but celibacy isn't. Another commenter, Crucified Roses, writes, being celibate by choice is not the same as being LGBT. This is so embarrassing for you, and they get 18 likes. <laughs> uh, Nathan Masri responds, I do feel amazing and better, and learn inclusivity and how to be nice. Try it. So far, you're a disgrace to LGBTQ. I'd banish you. Nathan. Nathan, goddamn, you are mad at people. Holy fuck, you're trying to kick people out of this club and that you're not even sure you're a member of. We all struggle in our own ways, says Nathan, so learn when to shut up and when to talk. You ain't the president of morality. Far from. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Bring it on, Miss Classless. Uh, Crucified Roses writes, okay. <laughs> But your struggle has nothing to do with what LGBT people face. Please educate yourself properly. I understand you may have struggled, but it's not the same at all. And you are not LGBT because you're celibate. Celibacy is a choice. 
being LGBT is not a choice. Another user, Alec and Am, writes, Hey, Nathan, in your book, Arabolosis, you mentioned being bisexual. What? <laughs> right. So he is LGBT? Exactly. Which is, you know, it's... Probably would have been a tighter way out of this little mess he put yeah, himself in. Yeah, I was going to say, why did he go this, why did he take this route? If he could have just said, I'm LGBT and I don't like gay Superman because it, I, I don't know. I just don't. That's, that is allowed in our society. You're allowed to say like, I'm Asian and these Asian jokes are okay. Hey, Nathan, in your book, Arabolosis, you mentioned being bisexual. Do you still feel this, this way? Curious why your feelings have changed. Nathan Masri responds, yes, I do. And it's amazing that you bring it up. That's why I struggled with this emotion and sexual orientation, as you see in my last video, between good and bad, so choose celibacy. Not easy to find someone to talk about this. Sorry, I may not be as sexually progressive as you all are. Nathan says, it's hard to choose between good and bad, a.k.a in his mind between being straight and being gay so pussy equals good and dick equals bad yes yeah, so instead he's choosing to be celibate he's choosing to just whiff on this choice okay which is a form of suppression which okay. he says he's not going to do anymore but he's doing it to himself i know it's so weird did he forget that he wrote about being bisexual in that book? One wonders, right? Because he makes a six-minute video where he doesn't mention it once. He just makes all these allusions to his sexuality. You know, he says, like, I've tasted the good and the bad. Which is like, it's, that's, that's a, you're adding a lot of moral shadings to being gay. Now, I would never accuse someone of faking their sexuality in any medium, but if I were to accuse someone, I think it might be Nathan. <laughs> uh, Skate Ranch DIY writes, Good distraction from the controversy you had yesterday. Just turn it into something about yourself and hyphen block anyone with genuine criticism. I don't know what hyphen blocking means. I don't either. Okay. Uh, Nathan Masri writes, not a distraction, which is a great way to convince someone that it's not a distraction. Nathan writes, not a distraction, but a completion to my story. Think for once. And yes, it is about me. It's my profile. Follow or pounce. Haters will hate. Say lovey. Uh, to which New Kitty writes back, literally, this is hilarious. <laughs> and it is. And it is hilarious, New Kitty. And it is hilarious. So, I mean, I guess this kind of technically qualifies for an apology of the week. I mean, because this is Nathan having said something terrible what? and then trying to apologize for it with this weird smokescreen distraction he's doing. I think his apology is for not being as sexually progressive as we are. Because that's the only thing he really apologized for, right? Is that he don't fuck and his parents want him to fuck and he's not as uh, sexually progressive. He's trying to get... Okay, an apology is something, is a bunch of words you say to get out of trouble. That's what he's doing. He's saying all this to get out of trouble from his Superman thing. Well, I think this is one of the shittiest apologies of the week we've ever had. I'm going to say on a scale of one to ten, I give this apology of the week a zero. Didn't work. Confused me more. Makes me think you know shockingly little about the gay community for someone who is bisexual, 
by admission in their book Arabolosis, which we do have to read. One we of these gotta weeks. read that one of these days. That would make a really good bonus episode, just like a series. Maybe after we finish Avo, that could be our next stretch goal. That's a very good <laughs> we, idea. We have a little book club. Okay. So Nathan is bisexual. Why did he just not say that? Like, obviously, what we do in this segment is we workshop apologies. You should have just come out with that. If you want to, like, blow something over. But then again, he claims it is not a distraction. It is a completion of his story about not fucking. <laughs> I still don't see how this relates. He also said that story's over. Get with the new story. Controversy done. Controversy ended. <laughs> um... It makes me think that this guy has like just so much self-hatred and that his life is just really miserable. And while I don't like what he said about gay Superman and I kind of don't like how he's giving clearly queer and LGBT people shit in his own comments, this is a dude who is either gay or bi and doesn't want to be. So they've come up with a new thing. They're, they're celibate. Maybe that's why he didn't talk about being bi on the video is because he's ashamed of it. Yeah, that. I mean, that's what I think Oh, is... damn, I'm sorry, Nathan. I admit you're bi because no, no rational person would not take the out that I took unless they were deeply ashamed. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to say he's bi because he doesn't want to be bi. It's easier to just take a pass on love than to experience the love he wants and that is about as sad as the pizza at garfield eats remember that shit it tasted awful it, it tasted worse than gas station pizza god damn it nathan why? you know how easy it is to make fucking pizza why was it wet why was it wet god damn it didn't even look like garfield it looked like well, look what a like, fucking garfield's dumps remember nathan when i offered to send you a mold in the shape of garfield's face a cake mold so you could make garfield shaped lasagna and you didn't want to do it remember that nathan god damn it you know, to be fair, it seems like this apology, if you could call it that, personally, I'm not sure if it's an apology, did make you feel a range of emotions. And what is an apology besides making the listener feel bad for the person that is giving the apology? So maybe Nathan's a fucking genius. Maybe this is a ten, like an 11 out of 10 apology. And we got got, we're being... We're being got right now by Nathan, and he's sitting there laughing the whole way to the LGB comic store to get the Superman <laughs> issue. You know what? You're fucking right. <laughs> this has made me feel empathy for Nathan, something I'm not used to. I don't think I've ever experienced before. Usually, he just makes me feel rage because I'm jealous. I want the money to make a Garfield-themed something. Yeah, fuck you. I want my dad to be Mr. Sub. <laughs> I want my dad to be Mr. Sub. And I want my grandpa to be Grandpa Sub. No, granted, I don't want my grandpa to be criticizing my handshake. I work hard on that thing. I try really hard with my handshake. I want you to feel like safe and protected, but also like I'm dominating you when I shake your hand. Right, I want my, every time I shake your hand, you better feel that I am rock hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. I want you to feel like at any moment, I might just throw you over me. I might just like flip you and like go kung fu, like hey smash, smash, like the Hulk did to Loki in the Avengers. Exactly. Clearly, that's not what Nathan's handshake feels like. So in, in, in all seriousness, I'm going to give this apology 
a four out of 10 on the plus side. It did make me feel bad for him. But on the minus side, we had to sit here and hash this out in the same way that we would get together in a junior physics class and discuss at length how to solve a problem (laughs) in anticipation of an upcoming test. Wait a minute. 10 out of 10. We, his, what he said in that video was so confusing (laughs) and requires so much breaking down that you do forget what he said about gay Superman. Nathan needs to write his next book about the Chewbacca defense because this guy is like the master of This is the Chewbacca. This is Chewbacca. The Garfield defense. Oh, my God. Well, listeners, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Uh, Thank you so, so much for listening. We want to know what you think of this because... There's a lot to think of this. Yeah, if you're LGBT, can you call in and just tell us what you think about what's going on here? Yeah, and tell us what we said. Tell us what we have to apologize for, too. Just give us a list. Yeah, just email me a list at theloudestpodcast.com and I'll just apologize for everything. We'll I'm sure do I it. Said something insensitive. We'll do it. We will. Ap- don't worry about it. We will apologize. You don't even have to explain very well what we did wrong. Just tell us what we did wrong and we'll say we're sorry. In fact, I'm sorry now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever I did or said, I'm sorry. If you want to leave a voicemail, you call 848-863-5343 or you email a little voice note to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. I will be talking about it more next week, but this month's sticker is done. It's by the brilliant artist Dylan. Uh, Dylan, who also drew a sticker a couple of months ago, the brilliant Friday Night Funkin' sticker, which ironically has Nathan Masry on it. Oh, holy shit. Nathan Nathan really is a, the brilliantest marketer. He has infected our brain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, oh, yeah. So Dylan made an amazing sticker that you're all going to get uh, this month. It's of me and Lime Jinjo looking like JoJo's Bizarre Adventures characters. I don't know their names. It's the it, the art is incredible. It is so good. It this looks exactly like that fucking JoJo's comic. This I look every time Dil every time I see more Dylan art, I get more and more impressed with this kid. This kid rules. You don't know their names? It's JoJo. Everybody's but, JoJo. That's the point of the show. But uh, but then why are there two? Uh, are because it's me. And Ginger, are we both JoJo's? I mean, neither one of you are in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so it's impossible to say. But yeah, it was modeled after the way that they draw JoJo. But there's two of us. Are we? But we both can't be JoJo. I think I'm supposed to be like an old man. Okay, so sure, you can be Dio's dad. Am I? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know what I have. God. Anyway, listen. We're gonna, we'll post the sticker on the Patreon. You tell us what the fuck. Congratulations, Nathan. You have literally broken my fucking brain. I can't think in a straight line anymore. All right. That's it. That means it's time to go. We love you, listeners. We'll talk to you later. Bye.